You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser and author of the Living with Cross-Dressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of Fox and Hanger, an online styling service for cross-dressers and transgender women. Hey, Savannah. Hey, Julie. How are you today? Good. Do you know what day it is today? It's the day I get to spend time with you? Yes. Today is the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) I love when you do that. I am a nerd. What can I tell you? I mean, I think we both are. Yeah. But what day is it today? It's our podcast day. I know, girl. I know. It's the best. But I, I had a question because I know that it's Savannah Sunday and you get yes. all dolled up. Yes. And I would love to mm. learn about your step-by-step process when transforming from Chuck to Savannah. Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, that's a process, all right. How much time do we usually have for these podcasts? I don't know if I, I can. Mean, <laughs> I don't want like the poor by poor, but I'd love to oh. know like what your first steps are and just kind okay. of talk about it. Okay, well, the way I'd like it to happen, I'd like to be able to just spin around like Linda Carter and magically oh, turn yeah. into Wonder Woman. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> a big a big ball of light, that'd be cool. But um, no, it is not that easy for me. Um, well, I would tell you on Savannah Sundays, like today, for instance, I was crazy tired and I just wanted to sleep mm. in. And I did. <laughs> I slept in very hard this morning. Um, but typically what I do is I get up and um, kind of get myself oriented. And this morning I did some podcast editing. I do that nice. first. I do that first because it's, you know, I don't have to get all dialed up for editing. You know, only, nope. thing, only person looking at me is my computer. And so I did that for a while. That took a lot longer than I thought um, because I wanted to get it done. I didn't want to have it half finished, so I got it all done. And then uh, the first step is take a shower. That's number one. It is shower and shave clean yourself up clean yep. myself up um shave five ways to sunday um <laughs> i mean and by that i mean uh, many of us have this specific issue is you have to shave your face because you're gonna have you know the blue shadow the five o'clock shadow coming in if mm. you know you're gonna do it all day you could be you know you're gonna be in fm all day um so for me the what i had learned or had seen on the internet i don't know uh, wherever i found this information is you shave all four ways mm. so like you shave down you shave with the grain like your whole face mm-hmm. and then even even with that even with a triple razor triple blade razor like if you like put your fingers and like slide it up your face you'll still feel mm. that that like stubbliness or that, yeah. that graininess so then you shave upwards mm. so now you shave down you've shaved up or you shave with a grain, you shave against a grain, and then even after that, I shave side to side. So it's a little difficult when you get around the mouth and under the nose and at the chin, um, things of that nature, but the face and the neck, that's what, what you get. So that's number It sounds one. like you've, you've learned through trial and error. It sounds like you've had a little bit of, you know, over time you've developed a way to really get that smooth and silky mug of your down. I, I try. I try, but I will tell you this. I also shaved Friday this week. And uh, it seems that if I try to shave every day, mm. the blade doesn't pick up what it needs to pick up as much. So I'm actually huh. better off only shaving once a week for a Sunday. Because otherwise, like today, I feel like it didn't. I didn't catch everything I could have caught if it had been a longer um, hair. Anyway, nice. just, just an aside. Um, so yeah, that's number one. And then uh, coming out of the shower and your, you know, your skin's still wet and, and pores are open. And the oh, next yeah. thing I do is moisturize. First thing you do, once you towel off, you towel your face off and pat it down. And then you just instantly put in moisturizer. Pores oh, yeah. are open and you want to just kind of get all that moisturizer in the pores, in the face. Soft and supple and moisturized. Yes, that's number two. That's number two of the steps. And I think it's Got it. super important. Do you want to know what happens if you don't moisturize? 
Talk to me. What I have learned. So basically, if you don't moisturize your face before putting on makeup, the makeup tends to sit in the creases of your wrinkles. It's especially noticeable like right under your eyes. Mm. If you do a nice moisturizer, it's a lot smoother. True. Very true. Imagine a guy who has genetically larger pores to begin with, which is always something that's, uh, for me, uh, a struggle to like get yeah. that smooth veneer at the end of it. But hopefully, based on this conversation, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> so Yes, and I don't exfoliate before. I mean, I'm like one of those five-minute faces, if that. So, and I noticed that as my, as my, um, the number on my, of my birth expands, you know, as I get older, my yes. pores get larger and I don't like that. So. Okay. okay. First of all, uh, the five minute makeup, stop bragging. Oh, yeah. Stop bragging. Number one. I, I mean, all right. That's a brag. <laughs> Basically makeup is not my thing. I love clothes. And as a cis woman, I can get away with just being like, oh, makeup ain't my thing. You know, I can, I have the privilege oh, yeah. of getting yes. up and. Yes. You have cis female privilege of having beautiful skin and a beautiful face genetically while the rest of us have to struggle. So thank you. <laughs> well, I'm already feminized. I'm already. That's true. I'm already female where if I was male and then transforming into female, there would be a lot more steps that it's makeup is part of this transformation process and it's important part. So it really is. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I would never leave the house as Savannah, not fully done. I think we talked about this too. It's like, I am not a, like, Oh, I'll just go out with eyeliner and in a, a kilt and just go <laughs> out like half male, half female, like very, you know, this androgynous. Nah, for me, it would never be that way. So yeah. So for me, makeup is a critical component of the process. So we got the moisture. So you shave, we got the yes. moisturizer, yes. right? What yeah. kind of moisturizer? Uh, it's a Clinique brand. Um, I, I am not um, a brand slave. But so is it yellow? It is yellow. Yeah. How'd you know? That is like, because it's one of those products that people have been using from like the start. That's just a staple that is, has been there for, for so long. Oh my so God. That's amazing. You, right. I'm not a product person, but when you said Clinique, I just got this visual, huh? this yellow. I know that product. It's oh, that's glass. fantastic. Yeah. It's funny because I, uh, I went to Ulta and my girlfriend was getting cream, like day, day cream and night cream mm. for, for that same type of stuff. And uh, the woman asked me if I wanted something and she got me like a little, um, not a vial, but a little container of stuff. And it was like a little more silky. Mm. It was like kind of a pearl color. And I had been using that and I'm that has unfortunately gone by the wayside. And so mm. I went back to the yellow colored Clinique moisturizer. Yeah. So that was step two. And then uh, step three is I let that set in. Mm. So step three is like, don't just go straight from that and have a wet face and go start doing other things. So I, I take that time to actually get dressed. I usually will put mm. on my foundation garments. I'll put on my breast form to get my boobs, uh, my hip pads, and I get all the under uh, the underpinning chassis work done. Um, and by the time I'm done with that, then I can feel like, okay, my face is soaked it in and it's dried. Right. And now I start going to the next step, which is then pore reduction. Mm. And I'm not super familiar. I don't, again, don't have a brand. I think it's Dr. Jarts, J-A-R-T-T. -T. Mm. Um, I'm not familiar with them. I think it was just something I got from somebody. And uh, so I, what I do is I take a dab, put it on the back of my wrist, nice. in, or back of my hand. And you'll hear this a lot. And basically I'll take a wet sponge Mm, and I'll start mixing the cream with that. And I use it very thinly because I don't, I don't want to cake it up. Right. I want to just have this little, like a little bit smoother veneer. Cause now I've done the moisturizing and I do pretty much from the eyes down mm. with the, uh, the, the pore reducer. Um, and it's, it's the nose, it's the cheeks, it's the chin. And then immediately after that, I use a concealer for my beard cover. There's mm. a couple of things you can do, right? There's a physical made for beard concealment product. Yep. And there's also uh, just general contouring and concealer. So I Shout use- Shout out to Dermablend. Mm, I've heard That's that they're good. Product. Yeah, I, I use, uh, right now I'm using a MAC product. Nice. Um, because I, I was a fan, I like MAC and I know they're, they're yeah. really, their formulas are good. Although they say don't mix formulas. Like if mm. you're like a brand person, you should use the same brand because it's all formulated together to work mm. together. No, that's a trap. 
Trap. Is it trap? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, you, you heard it here first, the expose. <laughs> Buy more products. Consumerism. <laughs> Well, hey, I have to buy products regardless. So um, if yes. I could go to one store, that's fine too. Uh, I, <laughs> so <laughs> so I'll go ahead and I'll take that uh, a different sponge, wet that sponge, and then use the matte concealer. And it's like kind of a, not an orange, but a very close to orangish color. And basically mm-hmm. the whole point of that is to take the blue, conceal the blue, neutralize it with this either a pinkish color or an orange color, like a burnt umber color. And only on the spots that you know are gonna be that blue tinge. Otherwise, if you start blending it too far away from that, now it's doing different things to the non-neutralizing blue. Right. So you have to be very consistent and blend it down in only the spots you need it. And then it's part two of getting ready without makeup. Because I always wanna take these steps between to let things set. Right. So, so smart. I tr- uh, well, because um, I'm never, I never have enough time. <laughs> and if I just yeah. sat there and waited for something to dry and then say, oh, I could have been getting dressed while waiting this three, four minutes. Sure. So I realize why aren't I getting dressed? Because uh, typically when I was getting ready all these other times before Savannah Sundays, I always had a place to go, a place to be mm. at a certain time. So I had, was really crunched and realized I had to optimize. So now it's, let my face set again and dry and kind of do its magic. And then now it's time to pick out my outfit and I'll go ahead and I'll get dressed in the dress or dressed in the skirt and the top. And also it's good to not have too much product on your face when you are um, pulling something over your head. So when you're, as you know, I'm very interested in the clothing aspect, mm, of yes, course. Of course. And you are a very organized person from knowing you. Yes. How do you approach your closet? Do you already know when you're lying by head, when you're lying your cappy down the night before, do you already have a vision? That's had any dish, just PS. Okay. When you're lying your cappy down, do you already have a, a vision of what you are going to wear? Or do you just open it up and ah, you know, the light, the, the light comes in from the closet and you just, your arm just reaches in and then pulls out something. You're like, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um, some of the above and mostly none of the above. Nice. You're gonna be very disappointed in me because even as a very organized person, yes, I do have an idea of like I think I want to wear this certain thing tomorrow, and then I open up my closet, which is like a walk-in closet, small you know, small enough, but it's got all my dresses in it. It's in the spare room, spare bedroom, the second bedroom. And uh, I open it up and also have that same like, oh, the angels are singing <laughs> kind of thing. I get yeah. some of that because I get inspired at the moment of. And then I go through, I think, what a lot of women go through, which is you put on something you think you wanted to wear and hate everything about it, hate how it makes you look, hate how it makes you feel. Mm. And then that get cast onto the bed in favor of the next, the you know, plan B. And then you're like, I don't like that dress either. So you know what? F this, I'm going to go to a skirt and a blouse combo because I feel fat or I feel whatever. Really? Yes. I would never, this is a learning experience for me. It, it I, is. I, <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. I understand you. <laughs> <laughs> More than I thought. Um, yeah. Like today, for instance, uh, you know, I'm wearing kind of a very patterned kind of, I don't know how you would describe it, but it's like kind it's of a- beautiful. Thank you. It's, a, it's, it's almost like a bohemian, but it also has some really modern patterning and there's some mint colors and some, ooh, nice. A little twirl there. Yes. <laughs> your yeah, your breasts look fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. I had all sorts of problems with it. Uh, but it's, this outfit I tried to wear maybe a month ago and I put it on a month ago and I hated everything about it. Interesting. Yeah. And it got a stigma attached to it in that, that cast off. So mm, here I was totally. a month ago going, oh God, I hate this. It makes me look fat. I hate everything about it. I don't like it. Put it back on the, the hook and left it. And the interesting thing is when um, we were talking about before recording what you were wearing and you sent me a picture, the first thing I thought was, wow, that is really slenderizing wow like your shoulders look so much less broad and kind of it, it slenderizes your waist and and it, honestly a wrap dress is like a tried and true like it just feels like a go-to for for cross-dressers for trans women 
it, there's something about it that completely it slenderizes and it feminizes. And it's, it's interesting because when you first tried it on, you felt like, ugh, maybe it was the fact that you were bloated, whatever it was, you yeah. just weren't feeling it. And so that, but you mentioned that kind of negative energy casts a spell, so to speak, into the fibers of the <laughs> item. I'm so glad you came back to it with- I did, yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. This whole stigmatizing of the, of the garment really like left it like kind of the the poor the poor uh uh redheaded stepchild at right. the family picnic like nobody wanted to talk to it. i didn't want to see it so i kept going back to my tried and trues and then i felt like and this is so this is so superficial tell me, I was tell like, me everything. okay well i'm going to tell you it's so superficial and okay. that i chose this outfit because I had already worn my other favorites and mm. knew that for Instagram, people would start seeing me with the same outfit too. <laughs> nice, a branding strategy. Mm. Yeah, kinda, I guess. But I was like, I can't let people see me in the same dress for two weeks in a Twice? row. Right. I was like, who would do such a thing? You're but such a girl. You're such a like, oh. I'll take that as a compliment, by the way. You're such a girl is what you're going to say. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. You um, heard that? I did. a little mumble. Like oh, you heard that? oh, I heard everything with your new microphone. Hello. Thank you. Hello. I feel like Beyonce. I know, right? We got these, these screens in front of us now. I do I feel like I should put my, my fingers to my ear for tone. Oh, I kind of I did before. <laughs> I said, oh, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Uh, <laughs> so I picked this dress in spite of the ill feelings I had towards it, which is so weird, and then put it on, I'm like, whoa, this thing is, yeah, yeah. I was like rocking it. I was like, I was like, all right, okay. And so I'm like, now I'm, okay, I know we spent a lot of time on this whole dress thing. At this point, my face is dried, but I was, this was the right. first thing I grabbed. <laughs> this was right. the first dress I grabbed, feeling, going through this whole mental process we just discussed at length. Put it on over my head, this nice V-neck, and it is a faux wrap dress. It's not a, a physical wrap dress. It's actually stitched. So it's really? the shape, yeah. Nice. Uh, which I like about it. And again, this is bohemian kind of lime and green and blacks. Mm -hmm. uh, really love the bohemian pattern to it. Put it on and instantly loved it and was like shocked that I instantly loved it. So now it's like lost all, <laughs> all that stigma. Good. So, Good. Doesn't mean it's not going to regain it. Doesn't mean that any outfit is not going to get it back. But I was very and happy I with think, it today. I think it's harder. I know your face is super dry. And we have to get back to that. But I think that there's something to be said about when others have a comment. Let's say you you wear something in public that is super new, and you you approach a friend or whatever. Like I, for example, I wanted these um, Samba classics. It's a very short story, and everyone had them in like eighth grade. They were the black soccer shoes with like the the white stripes on either okay. side. Okay. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted them so badly recently. And so I waited and I finally got them. And I show up, I show up at my in-laws and my sister-in-law said, wow, you look like a soccer mom. And I was mm. just like, you, I don't know, something. I was like, no. And I just like grabbed the shoes <laughs> and I was like, no. And it was almost like the words were like, fluorescent pink and I just wanted to like protect the shoe and now whenever I look at them I hear her comments mm. and it feels like there's some spell that I need to like get over to just yeah. be like no I'm not I'm I'm city I'm city chic and I'm got a whole lot of attitude like I don't know <laughs> but like there's something about that initial comment before yeah. you own an item that just sits with that item yeah and like whether it be your own negative process or someone else's comment when you're new when it's new and it's kind of like i don't know how this feels it's new there can be a lot of sh energy that comes <laughs> that comes to like i want to say taint taint the item mm, it absolutely and, does you know absolutely saying? does i like that uh, can, <laughs> I, can i can i give you something else that's so funny because also came up today is i was speaking to our good friends holly and sabrina um, hey, hey what up well they're going to be surprised when they listen to this episode and hear that they've been talked about because i'm not oh, going to tell them until they hear this <laughs> so <laughs> they were talking about how they have minivans they have this like 2006 minivan and they have this 2016 pacifica 
you know, mm. so there, so, so Holly was regaling me with all the cars I had and the cars I have now. And so I was, I got busy. I think I probably was talking to you maybe at this point. And so there was a silence, a moment, you know, like several minutes of like not conversing. She's like, yeah. I hope you don't disown us. <laughs> I'm like, why? It's like, because we have minivans and I know how people feel about minivans. I'm like, totally. Sorry. It's <laughs> thing. It's the same thing. The whole <laughs> soccer mom is like, why is having a minivan a bad thing? I just avoided it so badly. And I saw so, I, I think that's partially why I had one child. And it's like this thing where I'm like, no, it must be the trauma that I grew up with, with minivans. But like I, when I was sending my daughter to preschool, there were several, one of my friends who I consider cool mm -hmm. um, and like creative types didn't let the motherhood bring them down it's just right. Them up right right and, then they, and then, then they get a minivan and I'm just like no <laughs> like I swear in, in, in your head personal in your head like in your mind's eye does the <laughs> camera that's on you like pan upward like in like raise as you like your hands are going to fists as you like you yes. know, scream to God in the sky. <laughs> Time stops. I have a soundtrack, but the sad part is it's not in my head. It's oh. in reality. Like I'm literally was in the preschool parking lot being like, no. And yeah, then we... I say to my friends things like, I'm trying not to judge you, but <laughs> it's all in fun and it passed. And I know good people, I grew. Yes. And I knew I matured and I let go. Mm. And now I know several people, funny, talented, scrappy, sassy individuals that drive a minivan. And you know what? As long as I'm not driving it, that's all that matters. I've let go of the stigma, but there was one and I can relate. And no, we are not judging you because you have a minivan. We no, love you. But I will say this. You just also said you won't judge people with minivans, but you don't want to be one driving a minivan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, and I stand behind that. Okay. And we will, we will uh, get therapy for you on that front. I don't uh, need therapy. I just okay. need to never get a minivan. So I stopped right. at one, so I don't need to. You know what? That's fine, too. You made your choices. <laughs> I did. I did. W bus, if ever. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. the microbuses. Those are cool. Anyway. Anyways, where were we? Your face, it's drying. So my face, apparently dry. my face is dried and cracked in the amount of time we've uh, gone off topic. But From the pores, the pores. The pores. I mean, your pores are like created pores. What's going on? <laughs> you put on your, you have your foundation, which mm, might I no, add when I asked yet. you. Oh, not yes, yet. you did. You no, put on it. no, 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 no. We did moisturizer. As yeah. a recap, we've done yeah. moisturizer. We've done pore reduction, yep. and we've done beard concealer. But might I add, whatever you use on your pores, this is new to me, yeah. is setting. You yes. thought, hey, I'm going to get dressed. Yes. You organized your time. So you I walked did. over, you I put did. on your hip pads. I'm totally with you. You okay. put on your breast forms. I did. And you put on something else. I was there. <laughs> Oh, I know you were, you. but we are not, not at the, oh, we, oh, so you meant foundation garments. Sorry. Yes. Not sorry, physical, sorry. Cause I was thinking the actual foundation, liquid foundation. Yes. Yet I was to about to you through the, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that's when my mind flows. I'm like, what? I was there. I can recount. Yes. I, I was know. thinking about clothes. Uh, for everybody in the audience, please save me. <laughs> All right. Help, help. Um, don't we're talking about that <laughs> two different foundations we were right that's actually pretty funny that it's it's just so easy to get that mixed up but here we are i got my pretty dress on feeling good about it now it's back to the bathroom because again i have the bathroom one side of the hall and the bedroom with all my garments on the other side of the hall so it's just a quick back and forth so now i'm back to the bathroom Whew. oh my crap laid out i mean i got two bags like two of those like little you get free with a hundred dollar purchase type of bags <laughs> And I have two of those and I basically dump out everything in one bag because it's all the brushes and all the face liquids. And then the other bag I leave because it's all the lipsticks. So it's like that bag just sits by itself until I decide which one I want. So nice. So now the face is dried, but we don't, <laughs> we don't keep going with like face. Now it's all about the eyes, all Love about that. the eyes. And the yeah. reason why it's all about the eyes, and interesting, I don't know if you noticed today, I did a lot of greens and yellows to yes, match I the did. dress. 
Now, I only could have done that had I known what I was going to wear. So wearing the dress actually makes it easier to accessorize the face. Right. So now I go, and I don't recommend this to people. This is my little DIY. I don't recommend this to the general populace. But I usually go into my girlfriend's office, grab two pieces of, of uh, scotch tape, Ooh. and then bring it back to the bathroom and put it on each end of oh. the eye. I know you're not supposed to. It's not good for the skin. Um, yeah, it's good. I know. I'm, I'm giving the caveats. It's not good. But I'll put that on so that I don't have to worry about having perfect line work. That's when it comes. amazing. I'm going to do that. But I don't recommend it because, again, it's not good for the skin like to have that kind of like adhesive peeling off your skin. <laughs> Wait, so you do it for eyeliner, not for an eye lift? Yes, exactly. I use it for the eyeshadow edge and I Got use it. it for the eyeliner edge. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, again, it starts at like kind of right at the corner and goes out toward yep. the brow, the, the bottom of the brow. Yep. And then I started uh, also what I forgot to mention, two things. One, I put eyeline primer because I use powders. So powders, the pigmentation isn't as sharp and bold right. as if you're using a cream. So I use a primer to kind of set it. And then uh, before I do anything else, I put in my contacts because you don't want to be putting in contacts when you got mascara on and eyeliner mm. on and all of a sudden you're putting it right into your eyeball. Girl, don't you know it. I do know it. I've Trust me, I've done it. Um, <laughs> So uh, again, I do a couple different things. I do the eyelid, which is like a, a light base. Then the um, the crease or above the crease, because I have a hooded eyes. So I try to go above the crease a little bit. So I don't like, the eyes don't like it smaller. I try to keep them bright. Like how did you learn? Was it just over time through practicing, but through really getting to know your face? I no, you don't have to pick one question. No, the, unfortunately, there's it's not one. I mean, you could have kept going and I could have kept saying yes. Um, you know, understanding how my face really is in reality, like understanding what a hooded eye is. That was yeah. something I was unaware of until, because how would I know to go look on YouTube for makeup for hooded eyes until I realized I had a hooded eye? That was number one, that kind of that kind of thing, is understanding the shape of your face, understanding the right. structure of your face. That's very important. Uh, number two is YouTube tutorials, lots of them. Um, and again, that's always a misnomer because you have beautiful, beautiful women, cis women saying, do this and it'll look perfect. So you cannot take it one for one. You have to kind of- get all this stuff to look like I do. Yes, exactly. Like really use bad. your number seven brush and use the, you know, and all of a sudden it's, uh, I, I just took the ideas and the concepts and then kind of just internalized the ideas. And also I've done practical. I've had makeup artists do work that I've been inquiring like what they were doing and how. I've gone to a couple of sessions at uh, trans conferences, makeup sessions where they demonstrate their processes. Mm -hmm. um, so things like this, like a culmination of all these different things to learn how to do it better. You know, and being mm -hmm. open to ideas. And you would confirm that this has been both a practice and an educational approach. Oh my God, yes. Oh, I yes. mean, it wasn't like you just suddenly got good. This is something that for everyone out there, cis, trans, cross-dresser, if you want to learn, and, and, every, and everyone else in between, if you want to get better at makeup, you have to practice. Mm -hmm. You have to do the research. You can't be waiting for someone to just fall down and say, come on, let's let me teach you, especially if you are a cross-dresser and maybe the person who would teach you doesn't want to know about it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that going down to Sephora is, at least in um, the San Francisco Bay Area, not only do they have people that they've hired to work with uh, male-to-female transformation, but they have classes. I mean, we are in a world in 20, maybe not now, but in, in 2020, we are in a place full of acceptance, not everywhere, but more than before. And you have people that will help you. It doesn't have to be your spouse or you don't have to suddenly have this girlfriend. There are unlimited amounts of teachers out there, whether yeah. it be YouTube, like Savannah found. What else did you say? You went to conventions? I went to conventions and it was like practical, like, oh, you know, how to get better at relationships as a trans person. But yet they'd have makeup courses and they'd have two people from Sephora or from Ulta or uh, freelancers that would they be able to like explain 
on a physical person, like they would have picked somebody from the audience or before and like sit them down and say, this is what we're going to do. And this is the brush strokes. This is how we apply. It's, it'll give you like, oh, don't worry. You know, don't forget about fallout. Mm-hmm. Like if your makeup yep. is starting to go on your cheeks and you've already done all your, your, your foundation um, on right. your face and stuff like that. So it's just take those in consideration. And then, like you said, so important to just put effort into like, I am still terrible at eyeliner. Mm. I am terrible at it. And I've, I've actually in, and I've been one of those people that's like, I'm not good at it. So I'm going to avoid it. And now mm-hmm. I've been in earnest, trying very hard to figure out like my processes, like how can I get my eyeliner to work for me? Like if I put liquid eyeliner on, I'll just look like a big raccoon. Like one, one eye will be perfect. And the other will be, <laughs> be a big black eye. It's like, and I, I don't want to ruin my face you know, by like messing it up and having to start from scratch again. So starting slow and getting getting a little steadier hand and it just, you know, don't be discouraged if you don't end up looking like that photo that you're tutorializing and it didn't come out the same way. So you just got to keep practicing, putting the the work in. Yeah. So here we are, the eyes are getting done. The eyeliner is getting done. Um, Again, I have that tape to kind of keep that sharp edge. So I don't have to be perfect with the eyeliner. Um, and remember your face is not typically symmetrical. So if you do eyeliner and you like try to, you, you think you have the right angle, you might finish it and realize that, oh, this this one is like a little more angle than the other one. So you have to be cognizant again of your face, you know, like the structure of it and know that I have to make a little bit of like a more of an angled allowance on this eyeliner, you know, mm-hmm. to make it look symmetrical. So just those things you'll play with and you'll learn as you trial and error. Uh, and then mascara and uh, kind of like a waterline uh, eyeliner mm-hmm. and then uh, the brightening on the inside of the eye the tear ducts so you can get the, the kind of like that uh, nice pop and again there's a hundred ways to do uh, makeup on the eyes uh, so I would be just telling you my my personal favorites and then and then we just move on right from that to foundation and I had a question about something that for me is so important especially when it comes to male to female transformation and that is the eyebrows Mm. The eyebrows feminize the entire face and the eyebrows, it's, I learned once from makeup artists that it's like the heart, there's a heart that you need to follow. And it's like, I can't, I can't even describe it. But the point was that the eyebrows were just so important for softening the entire look. So when Mm -hmm. do you leave time for the um, that wow. typically is, I could either do it before foundation or after foundation. And just a tip for cross-dressers, like my concern is always that I don't have very thin eyebrows, not arched. I did mm. not get them waxed. So there's a concern that like, oh, well, you're taking your masculine eyebrows and now you're just going to have masculine eyebrows in your female presentation. And you can minimize that with different tricks. Mm -hmm. The one you're mentioning, the heart, is basically where you take a long brush and you take it from one side of your nostril to the corner of your eye, the outside corner of your eye, and then that will extend to like where your eyebrow uh, end should end. And Joey's going to take it. There she goes. I'm going to take my phone. But like this. Yeah. Yeah. This is the part of the face to really... Yeah. So, and then, so there's, a, again, you can go online. You probably can find this as a tutorial for a demonstration. We're on, basically, <laughs> we're on radio. So, we're on radio. No so for me to explain saw. it, but basically you're taking a brush from the, the nose on either side and along the, like the axes of the eye, whether through the pupil or through the, the outside of it. And that gives you the, like the points of shape as you, you bring it into the eyebrow itself. So it'll be where the arch should be or should right. start, that kind of thing. So again, um, you know, you can look online, you'll find it very easily. But again, I do the same thing. It's like I'll do, I have an eyeliner pencil that I'll use to kind of build a shape. But then I'll also take a little bit of powder uh, mm. from my eyeshadow palette with a brush, with an angled brush. And I'll also fill it in because again, with the red hair, I want it to be a little redder. So right. it doesn't look so stark. Or like, why does that person have like really black eyebrows, but really bright hair? So I want to like kind of offset that as well. Sure. So that's important to me. It and works. That, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, you have glorious eyebrows, so you're already there, kid. I mean, I didn't fill them in today, P.S., but for <laughs> me, and I don't do much makeup when I go out, but the eyebrows I've learned, especially as I've aged, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but they thin. They get thinner with age. Yeah. So one thing that, that I 
I want to say it's a non-negotiable, but let's face it, currently when we're recording, we're in a pandemic. So like yeah. things have been dropped to the wayside that are, <laughs> but I try just to go from literally night to day. There's something about shaping the, just, just, I use a little bit of eyeshadow that's close to my hair color yeah. and I use an angled eyeshadow eyebrow brush mm -hmm. and I just fill in the sparse patches and just yeah. it creates not only does it make me appear more awake it just it just balances out my face and i just i love it it's like what it's eyeliner cool. used to be to me yeah it's no i love it it looks good and some cheek color yeah looks good you're doing good kid yeah love it <laughs> thank you so where were we more about me no um yeah enough yeah really <laughs> sorry about that no, trust, trust me, like I said, the, for the audience who, who knows and doesn't know, it's like we are actually looking at each other as we're, <laughs> as we're speaking across the country uh, for this podcast. So that's pretty awesome. So we get to enjoy each other that way. Virtual high five. Virtual high five. We did it. We did it. We did it. Now, you said you have a lot of lipsticks. I do, yeah. How do you choose? I mean, it's maddening for me. I, I was given a lot of lipsticks once and I just didn't know how to handle it. I need, for me, I need like three that work best with my skin tone. How do you choose from a bag of like, how many do you have? Like, what probably, are we talking? Probably like uh, a dozen, maybe a dozen, okay. like 14, 15 of different types and things. Um, you are right. I have a go-to three mm. and I use it in tandem. Like I'll have uh, three colors that I use to do the shape in the outer and then like in the middle, if I want it to be brighter and give it more definition or more curvature, I'll do a lighter color right in the middle. I didn't do that today. So Today's <laughs> I'm just doing what the kids are doing on, on the, on the uh, YouTube. Um, I'm proud of the kids today. If they're I doing know. that, they know Freaking about amazing. mixing colors. Yeah. They're mixing and they're, they're popping. So you get a lot more contour. And they're locking. Is that lock an old term? They're popping and they're locking. Yeah. I think, I think that's eighties. Yeah. Should I get um, a piece of cardboard? We can go out and do some break dancing. Oh my gosh. I'm not that. <laughs> I wasn't going there. I'm just, oh, fine. Whatever. But you know what? The popping and locking is still a thing. I mean, uh, hip hop groups. <laughs> hey, I watch World of Dance. I know what's going on. And these, oh my these... God. With J-Lo? Yes. Fantastic. Love it. That show is, right. I mean, it blows me away when you see what these, these uh, dancers are doing. Anyway, we could talk about that for an hour. <laughs> That'd be, whole, that. uh, that'd be a whole other episode. Um, so for the, the lipstick, um, I had a couple of concerns when I was younger. Um, somebody had pointed out to me that brighter colors um, would, brighter or like just bold colors would bring the eye down to somebody's lips, which would mm. then bring the eye to the jawline. Mm. And that somebody basically made that a concern for me or said that it did that for me. So I got very shy about bold colors but as you can see today i'm wearing kind of a very peachy pinkish tone and it doesn't yeah. read as well it's it's it kind of like completely loses the lip structure on the, the video yeah. so what i did is that typically i've actually gone back to the bolder reds mm. and gone back to the deeper colors and the way i choose is really just what's going to work with the eyeshadow it's like yeah. what's going to work with the dress it's like i picked a, a more muted color today because i felt that the greens and yellows of the eyeliner and eyeshadow with the dress wouldn't really go with a bright red. Mm -hmm. So I went with a mute, that's more true. muted color. So that's, to your point, that's another thing that people now have to figure out, what does a color palette look like? What lipstick color goes with this shade? And it's, you know, it's also trial and error. I don't know how you do it. it and unless there's just, I don't know, there's certain rules and it's, it's all kind of opinion based, mm -hmm. right? But then there's these threads of truth to it. So if you have a dramatic smoky eye, go for a more nude lip. Okay. Really, yeah. if you have a pop, especially red, if you have a pop red lip, go for like a, a whitish eyeshadow with like, if you want to do a dramatic cat eye, just like a liquid liner, but keep it, you know, you don't want to have the eyeshadow cohesive with the dress and then this lip that's also totally distracting and the, yeah. the main thing it will it won't create the kind of balance you're looking for balance right and i right. think that it's beautiful how you tied in the green greenish shades to the green in your dress and then created had a lip tone that was pinkish and a little more of a nude color than like a bold you're absolutely right it would totally 
off center everything if you yeah. have a dramatic pop. Yeah, I but think. then yeah, thank you. But then there's still those ones who want both the smoky and the that candy apple yeah. red, and that's just a, a complete. That's like a 1930s look too. It's like that striking look, and that's striking. Okay, and that you can absolutely have that, and it's gorgeous. But then think about your outfit. Mm -hmm. Your outfit choose choose a one tone, choose a bl little black dress. Choose something that isn't so dramatic, unless it is all one tone. Yeah, yeah. not so much pattern. Right, exactly. Go for that, right? Exactly, and know yeah. that that kind of smoky eye, red pop look is a look that's specific. It's a look, right? Yeah. So it might be your more glamorous look. Um, but having it as your everyday look, or even a, a, a date night, I mean, it's it's a look. It's a it's a lot of look. Which <laughs> I appreciate a lot of the look, but make it be a a moment, a moment look. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I throw it in there every once in a while. Like last week, I had um, a dark dress with a flower floral pattern to it, but they were very muted, like in yeah. creams and in lighter mm. browns. And but I chose a very chocolatey red lipstick to go with it. Nice. And, and that then, again, I was balancing the dress with the lips and the smoky look. You were considering, you were playing nicely with the clothes. Yeah, I was trying to be very aware of everything. Not just like, I'm going to wear red no matter what. It's like, I, I think we have to be a little more mindful. And again, yeah. we could be the only people, I say this to the crossdressers, because again, we have, typically we have to wear makeup. We don't have the luxury of going out the five minute look julie rubenstein <laughs> gorgeous and glamorous anyway stop it you i won't <laughs> <laughs> but for a crossdresser who really is uh could be reliant on makeup it is something to be very mindful of and like you know you know that like you'll go to a store and not too many people are going to be wearing makeup on the scale that we are but we also could blend it and have it flawless to a point where it'll be admired uh versus being like oh i can't believe that's a guy in a dress it's like if you do it well and you practice right. and you put that effort in it's going to be it's going to be golden i agree and understanding your face is important understanding the environment you're walking into mm -hmm. and yeah I, I agree makeup makeup is is a fabulous tool it is. and it's a it's amazing part of the whole illusion or creating that feminine mystique it's yeah. definitely a powerful tool especially if you're trying to minimize certain parts of your body, hide certain parts of your body. If, you know, your lips are too poppy and you're worried about pe people going down to a broader jaw, you know, there are things you can do with a contour to make your chin appear slender, you know, yeah. much more yeah. slender and more feminine. Yeah. And it's just continuing to learn those different tricks. If you're wearing red lipstick, you, there are these neem picks that you can get at Whole Foods. But when I'm in the car, they're just, they're like toothpicks. But for some reason, I, I swear this is why the cast of Survivor all has like bright smiles. But you're if you're literally in the car and you're kind of etching away at your teeth, by the time you get to the third stoplight, it will be bright white. So know that if you're going to wear that pop of red, that your teeth, it will, it will, it will bring out your teeth that much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so there, true too. there's just these different tools and different bits of information that are going to add to your arsenal, so you'll be able to go out into the world that much yeah. more confident. Yeah. And we're not even halfway done with my outfit yet. I mean, I think <laughs> that we've all moved on. I'm just, kidding. I'm kidding. I haven't. <gasps> no, I'm hanging on your every thread count. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, only one one thousand thread count for you, always. <laughs> I know exactly where you were. Okay, oh. you were at the eyes. And then I, I was at the eyes. And again, no, I mean, but everything you're saying is so true. And again, I don't want anybody to take what my baseline is as their truth because everybody's face is different, everybody's structure is different, everybody's palette's different. And their process. And their process is different. Yeah, I mean, I know people out there that I'm completely envious about because I feel like I can't match up to them. But again, it's just, somebody else could say the same thing about me. And it's all about the mirror we are looking into and what people say about it. That is so true. All right. Uh, so we finished the eyes in whatever way and style and whatever you use to get that done. And then we moved to foundation. And again, remember what I was saying earlier, you put a little dab on the back of your hand. Mm -hmm. And um, then you, I, a couple of different ways you can do it. You can use a wet sponge. 
I use a wet brush. I basically just did wet sponge. That wet is very important. Yeah. A lot of people don't know to wet it, and that yeah. is key. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons why. One, it thins out the the cream or the liquid, and the second thing is actually it uh, keeps uh, the sponge from basically stealing all your product. Mm. Because if it's wet and like completely saturated, it's not going to basically suck all the product up into the sponge that you've just spent all that money on and waste mm, because now it's in the sponge. Um, so you do that and you like dab it and you kind of mix it on the back. Um, I do on the back of my hand and then basically start, start applying. Like clockwise or counter? Um, actually clockwise, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Do you if ever was, do like a heart or like maybe your initials? On no, your I don't do that. But I'm imagining <laughs> if I was in Australia, I probably would go counterclockwise. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I apply it like um, just dab it all over the face. And then I take a different sponge and start blending. So I'll blend all the, all the product in. Or beating, beating your face. Well, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't be that aggressive about it. <laughs> but it, but you know it, the term beating I know I don't actually, no. But oh, that's the term they need for blending and using mm, a sponge. Beating okay. your mug or whatever it is. Okay. Beating your feet. Oh, I hadn't known that. I just, I blend because that's what the, you know, oh, they you say. Blend. Okay. I blend. So you're, you're just blending all together. Blend. blend. I'm blending. Feet, tomato, tomato. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, but that's something I just learned because of you. So you blend it all in and you try to even out everything as best you can. Again, now we're in another drying cycle. Some people, some people may put a, another layer in problem areas. Like today, I probably should have done uh, a little bit more around the mouth because I felt like this still was reading through like some um, of, of the blue. So some people put extra product in different areas. But once that's- the blue, is the blue beard cover? Like yeah, is the blue, the blue like- is, yeah, the blue is like the tone under the skin that you get because of the fact we have follicles under the skin. So okay. the follicles and all that like still read this blue tint under under your skin. So mm. that's what we're always talking about. It's like not even just shadow or like <laughs> stray hairs. This is actual, <laughs> it doesn't matter how close your shape is, you're going to see this, this cast. Right, um, gotcha. So you blend and then I'll go straight, while that's still wet, I'll go straight into highlights. So I highlight down the nose and a line, basically a line down the nose, through the upper lip, through the chin, and then do like a inverted triangle above, uh, between the brows into the forehead. More blending, make sure that's all blended in so you get this nice shape. And then you do like, I do a, um, under the eyes and along the edge of the nose, like in a, another sideways triangle, and you blend that so you have really, really popping brights under the eyes and along the nose. So it gives you this, um, a different look, a different contour. So it's reshaping your face a little bit. And again, mm. for me, I, again, everybody's gonna be different, but like, so I do that and then go right into like a powder, like a luminous, uh, luminous powder. So that, that starts baking in a little bit. Um, and that covers everything. I never used that term, baking. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's more of a drag term. Um, like when you have a lot of like a lot of makeup under the eyes, you want to make sure that when you're smiling, it doesn't crack, increase yeah. the makeup. So if you're super thin with the makeup, then you don't really worry about it. But if it's thicker, like anytime you move your face, it, it could crack. It uses your own body temperature to heat up the product between the powder and your skin. And it's so that, that yeah, so kind of like mix a veneer. So that's how that works. After a few minutes, you take that off the excess, and then I go right into like the low light. So you'll do like the carving under the cheekbones, mm -hmm. and like you had mentioned earlier, if you want to minimize the chin, you you put a little dark, like a mm -hmm. little dark under the chin line, and kind of like spread it down into the neck a little bit along the very top of the uh, your your forehead to kind of like minimize that look. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there, there's so many, well, again, this is all tips and tricks. And it basically restructures your face because as soon as you put that wig on, all of a sudden now your 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 round face is now more heart-shaped or more, you know, uh, oval. And now you I love it. your heart-shaped face. Oh, thank is, you. Is it not? Is it not really heart-shaped? I don't know if it, well, it is now for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably looks like a Frankenstein face. I'm like, face. please, please don't take that away from me. Oh, no, I don't think it's too bad, but I do try to like 
uh, bring a little uh, highlight to the cheeks because mm. you want that higher cheek line look. Right. Um, and then minimizing the bottom and then just kind of casting like the focal points more to the center center line of the face versus it kind of being blocky. So it's just giving yeah. a shape and contour. A heart-shaped face is very feminizing. It is, yeah. And then uh, last but not least, going back to the lipstick, you just apply that. You can do liner or you could just follow your natural. The best is to just follow your natural lip line. Mm. Unless you're going for like, I want a real pouty Angelina Jolie look, and then you're going to have to do more beyond the scope of yeah. your natural line to, to do that. But yeah, I find that just like doing it and following my own natural line is the way God intended. And I think it works, mm -hmm. you know, and okay. then, and then the last, the last but not least yes, 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 we're is the, is the, the setting spray for me. Ooh, yep. Basically just liquid spray, spray the face, get it all sprayed up and let that kind of re-wet the face. And then it will also set it for you into a nice veneer. And it lasts, it lasts the it hours, does. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how long do you, or do you have this makeup on in terms of from the moment it's on to uh -huh. when you um, take it off? Probably, I could probably get away with maybe six hours, six, seven hours. Um, but mm -hmm. I've actually done um, those trans conferences we had talked about earlier. I've actually done those where I had to get up super early, be ready and have like a morning workshop. And then by the end of the day, like, before dinner and before the the party and dancing i'd have to actually shave again mm. so I, I would actually go everything <laughs> nose down everything really? below my nose down i would have to take off shave and reapply really yeah. and the yeah. conference like it was so follicly stimulating that it <laughs> created more blue and you're well, just like well, fuck yeah. that <laughs> well that you're allowed to swear um Sorry. It's okay. Just like um, edit it out. But that's another thing too, is like, it was that more an issue for me? Like, cause I could start feeling like this, the scratch come back on my own face. So All I right, was be, that like a body dysmorphic? Was it a dysmorphic dys thing or was it uh, like dysphoria. a dysphoria? It's a little bit. Yeah. But, di or did it actually grow back? Oh, it was. Oh yeah. My fit, my facial hair grows back fairly quickly. Some people, probably wouldn't worry them for a week, but for like me, six hours, six, seven hours. Yeah. So Whoa, not good. Powerful coffee you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't say well. but it also it's, it's a matter of like, well, is it in my head that people are noticing or is it a, the truth? So, but for me, because I was going for another six hours, I knew that by the end of the second six hours, it would be truth that you would be seeing a very Sorry. scruffy starting to look, you know, like blue under the makeup uh, showing through. So I would go back to the, the hotel room in those instances and I would shave and reapply and go right back out. I wouldn't have to do the eye makeup other than clean up. Right. So it was only like, you know, it was just kind of just fixing what was gotten a little uh, raggedy, a little raccoony maybe, and just for freshening up. And I think for us cis gals, that's something that we just do either in the bathroom, you know, mm -hmm. or or if we were at a conference all day, we'd go back to the hotel room and do the same thing. We wouldn't grab out the razor, but we'd definitely be like, oh, I missed that long extended hair that was coming from my chin. That's embarrassing. Let me get that. And then we'd probably reapply our eyeshadow. Right. right. Era. Um, definitely a freshening up process yeah. after all those hours. Like to put a few items in there first. So that when, mm -hmm. you know, they have a bathroom break, which I don't know if this is, I think this is social anxiety, but like wherever I'm at, when I walk into a place, especially if there's crowds, I go, by crowds, I mean, no, I do this anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter the number. I go straight to the bathroom and like ground myself. And I'm like, okay, mm. I make sure that no, there's no, no excess eyeshadow. That's kind of, we've talked about this. It's hit underneath the lower lash line that I have these Q-tips. Q-tips always make a great little tool yep. to, to sweep that away and just make sure I'm fresh. And I know that that bathroom is always there as the hours continue, but yeah, I yeah. definitely appreciate the freshening up process because it doesn't yeah, last forever. No, I, 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 only the most amazing artists can apply something to somebody's face and have it last you know, for 12 hours. And the pigment, much. right? Yeah, the MAC yeah. pigments, the MAC pigments, especially the eyeshadow, the reason why it was used for like runways 
is because the, there's something in the pigment of the eyeshadows, and I'm sure with all their products, mm. the eyeshadows particularly that can be seen from on that are, were intended for stage work, yeah. right? Yeah. So they were bold and they popped and they held on the lid for for hours. So yeah. And again, that's the difference between a powder and a cream too. Like you're not yeah. going to get that like stark, bold look with a powder. It's just not meant as more of a blending than it's anything else. But if you want like super high contrast, um, one trick that I haven't done yet, but I've learned is that you do powder makeup. And then before you get to the very end of it, you actually use a light contouring uh, liquid to like mm. reshape the eyelid with the lighter color. So you have more ability to have that pop and for the pigment to grab onto it because now it's got a, a creamness to it. Again, just, uh, there's a thousand tricks that yeah, I probably have so no idea about. But yeah, now basically you and I in my process are basically on donning the wig and that's it. Donning a wig, whichever wig it may be, either my favorite or something may be different and, sh and shaking it out and, and brushing it out, putting it on. Uh, making sure it looks good once it's on the face with some more brush through and brush out and I'm ready to go once I get my heels on. Nice. Thank you for sharing your process. I know um, I like interrupted a bunch of times, but hey, we've nice. got to ask questions. Well, when have we ever done anything on this podcast in a straight line? I know. <laughs> and when is anything in life done in a straight line? That is true. You make a plan and as much as you want to be, you know, logical Larry about it and get from point A to point B and follow this strain, this straight line, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's, it, it meanders, so do we. Yeah, and actually, I think that's what's uh, best about us. Yes, it's what I like. I do too. And I think that the fact that um, we've actually come up with some really good side topics, unbeknownst to us, by meandering or by tangenting, Tangentially? I don't know. Whatever that oh word is. Gosh. You're wicked smart. That's like too much. I'm sorry. Tangentling? That sounds like a beautiful concerto. It does. It's probably not a real word. Uh, if oh. I made it up, please let me know. Um. <laughs> please please comment below if that is. <laughs> <laughs> please, please subscribe to like if you like that word. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to also say in terms of this whole conversation, my process is my process your process is your process for makeup or, or, you know, the fact that you don't need to, uh, but you know, I need to do it. It's over a series of God knows how long of like digesting and ingesting just tips and tricks and tutorials that I've seen things that people have told me, things I've seen on TV. And that's just what I learned for me. And it doesn't mean that I can't learn more, but anybody out there who's looking at this as a daunting task, it's not. It's just about having that time to practice with whatever products you find or have. I mean, it could be drugstore products, you know, if you just want to practice on it and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just got, you just got to allow it to be okay to do. Right. Like don't right. agonize over it, just do it. And we know it can be overwhelming, very. So getting yourself a kit or a kit comes with a, a bunch of different products or focus on like one like your eyes before mm -hmm. stepping out, like focus on learning a lot about one area of your face. Absolutely. Because we understand within this world of so many products and so many, you need to get this. It's hard to sort through. It really is. So just doing your homework, taking it step by step and then slowly building on those steps. Yeah. Right. And just, like Absolutely. you said, just doing it. Yeah. And I, I, I was, filled with fear because I am kind of a perfectionist in some regards. So for me, it's like, if I don't get this right the first time, it's a failure. It's like, no, like even today, I never did this makeup before today. I never did this green and on green, on green, on goldenrod, on yellow. Goldenrod <laughs> on yellow? No, Alan. you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> only because it came in a palette and basically I used the entire, all eight, uh, the palettes in the bottom two rows, which were greens and yellows and a couple blues. So I was like, I'm just going for it. It's like, whatever, it matches whatever those colors are, they're matching this dress. So I'm going to just go it's for creative. it. It's creative. It's, it's another form of creativity. Yeah. It's another form of art. And it involves like finding your, your style, your authentic style. It involves experimenting. It does. It does. And trying on a bunch of things and being like, oh, this doesn't work. 
oh, this is why. This really doesn't work. I'm out in the light. I'm out in the sunshine. I'm taking a picture. And yeah, my face is orange. Mm. It's all those kind of, or, or trying on a bunch of things. And you're like, I don't like this. Okay, stop. Why don't you like it? Right. What is it about? Oh, it clings here. It clings. So what did you learn from that? Mm. If you're, if we're talking clothes, yeah, what did yeah. you learn from that? And that's okay. I can't wear, all right, this is my body and I can't, this isn't complimenting or for makeup. All right, I tried on this blush, but it feels really like there's nothing but blush on my face. It's distracting. It doesn't look natural. It doesn't look like I just went for a run and this is the, you know, natural color of my cheeks. Right. But you need to learn through those mistakes. And they're not even mistakes. I mean, I wouldn't call them mistakes. They're just opportunities to learn more about who you are. And don't fall prey to the stigma of the dress you didn't like that first time. Because right. I wore it before that, and I liked it. That's why I bought it. I tried it out in the store. I tried it on in a store, and I liked it. I liked how it fit on me. Just and then, on that day. Just on that day. And then all of a sudden, two times later, I hate it. That had nothing to do with the dress. That had to do with me. So I caution people to do what you do. You said, analyze it. Look to see the whys. Don't just be like emotional about it. Like, I hate the dress. I hate how I look in it. Well, is that the truth? Or is that just like how you're feeling about your body? How you're feeling about the day? Because if you, if you know you wore it well before that, then it's not the dress. It's just right. more of your mood. And so as long as people can differentiate between the right things to think about in the analyzing of like to make them better, to make better choices versus like, oh, I hate everything in my closet. <laughs> well, we know that's not true. And we do it. We all do it because we want that right. perfect image in our head. But at the end of the day, it's, it's understanding the things that you're talking about. It's like the right things for you, the things that you know work for you that, you know, the, the, the sheath dress versus uh, the A-line versus, you know, something with fluttery sleeves. Like you're talking, like I have fluttery sleeves on today. And you said, oh, wow, that really makes your shoulders look a lot smaller mm -hmm. because of the shape from the, the dress to the sleeve is more rounded and it just minimizes and it just kind of pulls everything together. And I mean, I feel, I'll admit, I feel a little fat today mm. in general. It's, I got that COVID-19 weight coming on, you know, just, <laughs> but but I feel very pretty in this dress. I like that. I like that idea about bringing in your story again and saying, you know, give it another chance or, or maybe on some days that you're not feeling as confident, as beautiful, even the most beautiful dress, even the most, your go-to top when you're feeling, when you have low self-esteem, when something triggered you, when you had a conversation with your spouse or you know what you, you didn't sleep that night it's gonna skew your mood and it's gonna make you see yourself in a different light and and maybe not like something about yourself you know whether it be a physical item like a dress or simply the world if you, if you hate the world it doesn't matter how much you like the dress it's, it's gonna appear differently based on your perception on that yeah. day so like savannah said back to it or give yeah. it another chance yeah. or so yeah yeah and like i said it we are we are complex animals right so and uh you know I, I will i will go with the marie Kondo if it brings you joy i think about that with my wardrobe as well like there are some things that go straight from my body to a bag <laughs> because i knew that my eyes deceived me when i bought it mm. like and there was no time that it was going to work and yeah. I and I kept the outfit with the thought that it would it would eventually work. So the converse is also true. Don't try to force something to work for you that doesn't, but also don't discard something that you know did work and just ha doesn't happen to work today. Mm. Wise, wise. I'm beyond my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also full of it, but don't tell anybody. Full of it, yeah. Yeah, you are <laughs> full of information. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> this has been awesome thank you it, it has been awesome i love this was like a topic i wasn't expecting today but it was and important you said i could you said i could surprise you right? which you did <laughs> which you did yeah you did surprise me because again i don't find myself a, a an expert 
in the field of makeup application. You know, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not out there doing makeup for other people for money. No, so that's, that's not what I wanted. You're an, no, you become no. an expert in yourself. Yes. And I think it's interesting to learn about other people's process for sure, sure. especially someone who's been doing it for so long to as long as you have. Mm. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks. So if you like this episode, please comment below and we'd love to learn more about your process with makeup and your steps or any questions you may have about male to female transformation. Yeah. And if you can uh, shoot us off a like or you know, five-star review if you're on certain uh, podcast channels, you know, anything that you, know, you could do to help us kind of bring us up to the forefront of uh, other people who may enjoy it. That'd be fantastic. We would appreciate so basically, that. Basically, if you can go out and tell your neighbors and have them tell their their parents and then their, you know, just everyone. Every, yeah, everyone, everyone. I think everyone deserves <laughs> to listen to this. Um, <laughs> your lives are better. You're exactly. welcome. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Do, do I also have to say thank you? Thank you, Julie, for making my life better. You're welcome. And thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Stop it. Well, bye for now. Have a good one, guys. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <clears throat> the Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor Copyright 2020. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix Podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix Podcast underscore.